0: Hello and welcome to the Greater Than Podcast. The purpose of this podcast is 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and have already overcome them, for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Join us as we have different guests and topics that address what's going on in our world and culture from a biblical perspective to find and remind ourselves that greater is he on the inside of us than he that is in the world. everyone, welcome back to GTP. My name is Elijah Murrow. So honored and blessed that you're taking out time to join us today. Wherever you find yourself in the world, God is doing good things and he's doing it in your life. Hey, I want to do something special here. Recently, we've had a couple of new reviews of Greater Than Podcast. So I want to do something different today. I want to read... Uh, the review. Here we go. I'm going to read a review of Greater Than Podcast that just came in, uh, and I'll probably read another one tomorrow. And if you want your review of the podcast read on here, whether it's a good review or bad review, I'm indifferent, man. I, I just kind of want to do something different. Let's. I said, let me just read some of these. And so uh, that's what we're going to do here. This one comes from Joe B. Uh, I think it, this is from Illinois. So I'm not sure, but This comes from Joe B. And this uh, review was given on September 27th of 2023. So very, very uh, recent, uh, very recent, right, review. It says here, fun and knowledgeable. Elijah teaches Bible principles in such a fun and knowledgeable way. He breaks down scripture and walks you through things by pointing out how they apply to your life. I would recommend anyone in their walk with Jesus to give this a listen. You will be glad you did. Well, Joe B., man, thank you so much for the review. God's so good and gracious as I've said before, and I'll say it again. If you ever get anything good from this podcast, it wasn't Elijah. (laughs) I guarantee you that. I know and live with Elijah, right? And so if you're getting something good, uh, it's not from me. It's from God's spirit. And so thank you for the review. And if you want your review read on GTP, just leave one. You can do it on Apple Podcasts. That's where a lot of it is. It just helps the podcast to get into more ears. And who knows, I might read yours next. All right, today, you see the title. Long intro there, but I thought it was cool and necessary. Uh, We're talking about today, obedience to the faith. Obedience to the faith or the obedience of faith. We'll see what I title it. But one of the two, one tell of them as we would say in the country. For those who are uneducated, one tell of them simply means one or the other. This is, I am from uh, Kenston, uh, North Carolina, Kenston, Pink Hill, North Carolina, very country I'm talking about. Um, uh, my grandfather was a back of farmer all day. I'm talking country stuff, right? And so what we see here in uh, being raised in that way, uh, one thing that they would say is one tell of them. Let me say it like this. Did I see so-and-so on Monday or Tuesday? Well, One tell of them, right? It it means one or the other, all right? So that's what, uh, either I'm going to title this one obedience to the faith or the obedience of faith. One tell of them. Okay, Romans chapter 1, starting in verse 2 through 5 here. He says, this is the Apostle Paul talking. Uh, He says, which he promised through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures uh, concerning his son, Jesus Christ. That's what I want to hone in on. Verse three, concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who was born of the seed of David, according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power, according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. Verse five, through him, we have received grace and apostleship. For obedience to the faith among all the nations for his name. Now, if you see this in the Weiss translation, the Weiss translation says this through whom we received grace and apostleship in order that that there may be obedience to the faith among all the Gentiles in behalf of his name. Now, watch this in the God's word translation through him. I like this translation probably the best through him in terms of this verse, through him, we have received God's kindness and the privilege of being apostles who bring people from nation, from the nation, from every nation, excuse me, to the obese. Here it is. Watch this. Let me slow down. Let me start over there because I kind of fumbled. I want you to get this clearly. Start in verse five. God's word translation, Romans one, verse five. Through through him, we have received God's kindness and the privilege of being apostles who bring people from every nation. Here it is. To the obedience that is associated with faith. I like that one. To the obedience that is associated with faith. Now he says this again at the he says it at the beginning of Romans chapter 1, he brings it up again in Romans chapter 16 in verse 25 he says this. Now to him who is able to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery kept secret since the world began, verse 26, but now made manifest And by the prophetic scriptures made known to all nations, according to the commandment of the everlasting God, here it is, for obedience to the faith. Now, when we say obedience to the faith, now, oh, Elijah, that kind of sounds like works to me. You're talking about works? No, no, no. Listen to me. Uh, The Bible says God declares the end from the beginning, the end from the beginning. So let's go back to Genesis, all right? And I want to show you something here. We're not talking about obedience that will uh, that your obedience is what brings about uh, salvation. that That's not yes and no. You understand what I mean by that? Yes and no. That, that it depends on your context. It depends on what you're meaning. Right. But let's go back to Genesis and see here. Uh, how the Lord did this in the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning, how he's going to do things. Uh, Genesis six, seven through eight. So the Lord said, I will destroy just talking about the the days of Noah, right? Uh, The Lord said, I will destroy man whom I've created from the face of the earth, both man and beast creeping thing and birds of the air. For I am sorry that I have made them watch this in verse eight though. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Ooh. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The end from the beginning. But look at what Hebrews 11 verse 7 tells us about Noah, though. By faith, Noah. Ooh. Being divinely warned of things not seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is according to faith. Ladies and gentlemen, what are we seeing here? In Genesis 6, verse 8, it says Noah found grace. In Hebrews 11, verse 7, we see that Noah did things obeyed by faith. He found grace and he did something by faith. Ladies and gentlemen, this is God declaring the end from the beginning, declaring how he wanted things to be done. Because according to Ephesians 2, 8, it is by grace that we've been saved through faith. And that not of ourselves is the gift of God. So when we say the obedience of faith, we're not talking about being works minded that you're going to appease God by your works. There is only one work that pleases God. Uh, Your works will not please him. You can be rewarded on your works, what you do after you've been saved, right? And even those who aren't born again, that's how God's going to do it. He is going; Their conscience is going to take the witness stand and either accuse or excuse them. That's for those who did not believe uh, in Christ. You can read about that in Romans chapter uh, 2. It would help you to read Romans chapter 1 and 2. But but in Romans chapter 2, he goes into detail on that. Now, here's what we're saying. When you believe in Christ, well, ah, I better... Hang on, because let let, if I go there, it's going to be a rabbit trail already because I could sense it. All right. Watch this, though. I want to bring this up about Noah again, though. Noah found grace and Hebrews 11 says that what Noah did, he did by faith. It was it was literally by grace that Noah was saved through faith. And we see it all the way back in Genesis. God declares the end. From the beginning. Listen, this is worth you listening to the podcast right there just for that little nugget. Man, oh man, we can end it right now. Uh, let's keep going here. We're not going to end it right here. I got I got I got too many notes here. All right, here we go. <laughs> I want to read a quote from one of the greats to ever do it. Uh, uh, Dr. Billy Graham, uh, he said this faith that saves has one distinguishing quality. Saving faith is a faith that produces obedience. It is a faith that brings about a way of life. That's what Dr. Billy Graham is quoted as saying. Faith that saves has one distinguishing quality. Saving faith is a faith that produces obedience. It is a faith that brings about a way of life. That's what he, uh, Dr. Billy Graham said. I want to say this as well. Faith alone is, saves faith and faith only is what saves but the faith that saves is linked with obedience let me prove it to you romans 1 verse 8 says this first i thank my god through jesus christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world your what your faith is is spoken of throughout the whole world. Now watch this in the last, so this is the first chapter, obviously, it's chapter one. Let's look at the last chapter, Romans 16, verse 19. Watch this. For your obedience has been known to all. So in Romans 1, 8, he says your faith is known, and spoken throughout to the whole world. But in Romans 16, 19, he says your obedience is known and been spoken throughout the whole world. Which one is it? They're connected. Faith and obedience can never be severed. It's like sun and the light, sunlight, right? You can't connect, you can't disconnect it. It's fire and heat. When there's fire, you ain't getting cold. (laughs) That's not, when there's fire, there's heat. Now, in light of this, I want to go to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 lists the blessings and the cursings of the law. Uh, Watch this in Deuteronomy 28. Now we're about to get into it. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verses 1 through 3, New King James. Uh, I'll let you know if I switch translations. He says this, uh, Now it shall come to pass, God speaking, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, If you what? If you diligently obey the voice of the Lord, your God to observe carefully all of his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord will set you high above all the nations of the earth. Or literally, he's saying the Lord will make you most high. He uses the name, his own name, most high with that. Ooh, that's another episode. I better move on. Well, I'll just say this. The Bible says that, well, no, I'm not going to say that because we're going to get into a rabbit trail if I do that. I'm going to stop. I'm learning. I'm getting better. Give me time. It's took me about three years, but we're, we're, we're developing. We're, we're, we're growing. Amen. So I'll set you on high, he says, uh, and that all of these blessings, verse 2, will come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord, your God. This is good, man, already, because I know where we're going. He said, blessed shall you be in the city, and blessed shall you be in the country. Now, notice this, though. You had to obey. In order to get this, you had to obey 613 laws. Now, I only know 10 of the 613 laws by heart. So that means there's 603 that I wouldn't know. So I'd be screwed. You understand? I'm Ebenezer, not Scrooge. I'm Ebenezer Scrooge. Because I don't know all of the laws. Watch this too. Uh, uh, Ephesians, not Ephesians, uh, Psalms chapter five and verse 12. I don't know where that came from. Ebenezer screwed, man. Sometimes I don't even know, man. I tell you, I surprised my own self. Psalms chapter five and verse number 12. For you, O Lord, will bless, watch this part, the righteous. With favor, you'll surround them as with the shield. So what did he say in, in uh, Deuteronomy 28? He says, these blessings will come upon you because you're doing what I said. Uh, Psalms 512 says people who do what God says, they're the righteous. They're called the righteous ones. God will bless the righteous and he blesses the righteous. Not no, this is another episode. I'm going to do this one, though, because it is important. Listen to this. God doesn't bless the righteous with stuff. He blesses the righteous with favor. Favor needs to become more apparent in our mind than things. Favor. All right, that's another episode. Romans 10, 3 through 4 says this. Talking about about Israel, Paul starts it off by saying that his cry for Israel is that she would be saved, that they would be saved. Notice what he says here in verse 3. For they being ignorant of God's what? Righteousness. What, what happens with the righteous? The righteous are the ones who get blessed. The righteous are the ones that Deuteronomy twenty eight one can apply to. But in order to be made righteous, you have to obey a 613 laws and carefully observe them, not just obey them, but carefully observe them doing both. <laughs> For they being ignorant of God's righteousness, watch this part, they're seeking their own righteousness and they have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Did you know that you have to submit to the righteousness of God? How do you submit to the righteousness of God? Oh, we'll get to it. Verse four for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Watch this part to everyone who believes he's the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. (laughs) Skip on down to verse 14. Watch this. How then shall they call on on him in whom they have not believed? How shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Verse 15, and how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Watch this verse 16, though but they have not all obeyed the gospel for isaiah says lord who has believed our report let me read that again verse 16 they have not all obeyed the gospel for isaiah says lord who has believed our report ladies and gentlemen to obey the gospel what does that mean how do how do, how does one obey the gospel, ladies and gentlemen, is simple to obey the gospel. Is to believe it. So in light of that, let's read Romans ten four like this, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who obeys. We can say that we could readily, we could readily say the same thing because faith and obedience are linked together. In the Old Testament, you had to obey 613 laws and carefully observe them in order to be blessed. But in the New Testament, when you believe the gospel, you are blessed. You are blessed with faithful Abraham. Because when you believe the gospel, you are Christ. And Paul said, if you're Christ, then you're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. And you and I are blessed with faithful Abraham and the curse we've been redeemed from. You know, the Bible says, Christ, Genesis 3 13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Curses everyone that hangs on the tree, that the blessing. Of Abraham might come on the Gentiles that we might receive the promise of the spirit. How through faith, through the channel of faith. Now watch this. God never said that he people say, you know, Elijah, we're not under the law. I I don't want to hear anything about the law. We're not under. it. Well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you do realize that Christ did not redeem you from the law. He redeemed you from the curse of the law. I'm just going to leave that there. And move right along. Hebrews chapter 11, verse eight. We were talking about Abraham. We might as well talk about him some more. Hebrews 11, verse eight says this. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place where he would receive, which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. The we says it like this. By faith, Abraham, while he was being called. That's really good because that lets us know that as soon as Abraham was. Listen, ah, oh Lord, this is okay All right. Help me, Lord, not to get into a rabbit trail in order. People all the time want to be used by God. They want to be they want to be uh, used in the calling. They want to be used doing the great things. And yes, God has a plan and purpose for everybody. His plan is so big that it fits everyone who will believe. All right. So don't get it twisted. God wants each and every one of us to do great things. Not just me, because I got, because the name Reverend, because of the title Reverend, right? Who cares about titles, right? That is not, God had a call on my life before the Reverend was added. You understand that, right? And so, a part of it has to do with what I'm doing. But if you, you could be called in sports, you could be called as an artist, uh, as a graphic designer, as a content creator. There are different things you can be called in business, CEO. There's different things you're called in. But here's what you do: you do what Abraham did. While he was being called, he obeyed. Because see, just because you're called to something doesn't mean you actually you you step into it immediately. Because Abraham didn't step into it immediately. While he was being called, though, what was he doing in the men, in the meantime? He was obeying. Okay, I'm going to try not to hit the table too many times, all right? While he was being called, he was obeying. So here's my advice to you. Obey while you're being called. By faith, Abraham, the Weiss translation, while he was being called, obeyed to go out into a place which he was about to be receiving as an inheritance. I like this part. And he went out, not troubling his mind as to where he was going. This word, obeyed, is the same Greek word that we see in the obedience to the faith, right? Obeyed. This word means to hear under. I'm going to say that again. Obedience here means to hear under. It conveys the picture of listening, watch this part, and submitting to that which is heard. This response often uh, involves a change of attitude in the hearer. It means to act under the authority of the one speaking and implies really listening with a readiness to be fully compliant. To obey what is requested or ordered, the sense is that one understands and responds accordingly. So when Abraham, let's say it like this, by faith while he was being called, Abraham heard under. He listened and submitted to what he heard. This is the obedience of faith. This is why you can't separate obedience from faith because what comes by hearing? Faith comes by hearing. Obedient, ooh. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm saying that. I apologize to your ear. I'm doing that because the Holy Spirit just hit me between the eyes with that revelation right when I was talking. Let me run it back and tell you what he said. Faith comes by hearing, right? Obedience comes by submitting. Obedience. Oh, that's good, man. That is not in my notes. Faith comes by hearing obedience comes by submitting obedience comes by hearing and submitting that ain't in my notes y'all that's why i I freaked out like that i apologize to your ears once again but you already know the drill by now you know i get excited around here This, this might not be a podcast to play while you're trying to go to bed right maybe get another podcast And by the way, if you, if there's somebody, unless they're reading scriptures to you, right? Unless they're just reading scriptures. If if you're listening to a podcast and they don't get excited about what they're talking about, especially the things of God, man, oh man, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. That's all I'll say. I don't know about that podcast. Okay, let's move on. Let's move on. Genesis 15, six. I want to talk about Abraham some more. The Bible says Abraham believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. I can't move away from that. I got to say that again. Faith comes by hearing. Obedience comes or manifests in this way uh, by listening and submitting. So that, that, that's why you can't separate the two because what comes by listening? Faith. But see, the obedience part, To step over into obedience, you need to submit. Submit to what you heard. All right, James 2. I want to talk about this. James two 17. We're talking about Abraham here and the obedience of faith. James two seventeen. thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Now, don't freak out on me now. No, don't freak out. Don't freak out. Verse 21, let's keep reading. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working to, well, there it is. There it is right there. Don't, don't get mad at me. Here it is. Verse, verse 22, new King James, James two 22. Do you see that faith here? It is, was working together with his works. So you see that he's not saying works only. He's saying that faith will work together with works and by works. Faith was made perfect or mature his faith uh you want to know when abraham's faith peaked you know we we like to talk about peaks and in uh in athletes right i like basketball i like baseball right we we going to talk about when michael jordan peaked when lebron peaked when uh uh Babe Ruth peaked when Derek Jeter peaked when uh Ch- Chipper Jones peaked right I grew up a, a Braves fan right uh, like this year Ronald Acuna Jr. Is, is is he's he's peaking this year this is a peak year for Ronald Acuna Jr. who is an Atlanta Brave because he's broken uh, a couple of records but also he has a teammate named Matt Olson who's at first base who's also peaked Uh, In in terms of his offense, he has break he's broken the record uh, for the Atlanta Braves for single single season home runs and RBIs. He's broken those records. Now I know I I lost a lot of y'all there, but what am I saying? There is all these athletes that I named have a place where they peak. Now this is where where did Abraham's faith peak? It was in the offering up of Isaac. That is when Abraham's faith was fully developed, fully mature was when he offered Isaac and as far as he was concerned he did it Isaac was dead as far as he was concerned and he believed that God could raise him up from the man bro I'm telling you no wonder it's saying that it was mature nobody in the Bible had ever been raised from the dead How did Abraham come up with how how do you think no think about it because we have the, the, the we have the advantage of hindsight how do you think? That God's going to raise somebody from the dead when nobody has been raised from the dead. It has never happened before. There's no, there's nothing. How? Faith. Faith coming to a maturity. And by that faith, God had a right to believe for his son to be raised from the dead. But notice, it, none of that happens without the obedience of the faith. The obedience to faith. Because remember, the Bible says in Galatians that God preached the gospel, watch this part, to Abraham. So it's still connected. The obedience of the faith comes from believing the gospel. Well, that's what Abraham did. He believed the gospel and it was accounted to him for righteousness. This is why Abraham operated in blessings, not because he kept 613 laws, but because he heard and obeyed and submitted. This is good stuff. Watch this. The scriptures in verse 23, and the scriptures was fulfilled, which which says Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Listen, faithful faith and faith alone justifies. Well, listen to this, though. But the faith that justifies is never alone. Let me say that again. Faith alone justifies. But the faith that justifies is never alone. It is accompanied by works. Or let me say it like this. It is accompanied by obedience. So when we're talking about faith without works is dead, you can say it like this. You could you could readily say it like this. You wouldn't be stretching it. Faith without obedience is dead. I honestly like that a little bit more. And I think I'm going to change my vocabulary where that's concerned. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm talking about Elijah here. I think I'm going to change my approach to this because I think sometimes we can get caught up in works and miss it. Now, this work we're talking about here, God told him what to do. That's what we're saying. This isn't just Abraham saying, well, I'm going to prove my faith today. No, Abraham didn't have this on his radar until God spoke. So what is this? Faith without works is dead. You could say faith without obedience is dead. It is not that faith plus obedience equals salvation. That's not what I'm saying. But it's that obedient faith equals salvation. It's not that faith plus obedience equals salvation. It's that obedient faith. Put it together. Don't separate faith and then obedience. No, you can't. It's it's sunlight, right? You can't separate the two. It's literally sunlight. You can't see, you can't separate it. You understand? That's not we're not talking about being works-based. We're saying f- obedient faith proves itself tr- here. True faith, let me say it like this. True faith is verified by obedience. There it is. you, you know uh, social media is a big thing in our day. And you know about um, Instagram, Facebook, different ones. You ever seen a page that was verified? See, uh, somebody may claim to be, I'm just going to use my my friend, uh, uh, Ray Jean Wilson, because something happened to his account one time. It got hacked and all things. Pastor Ray Jean Wilson of West Coast Life uh, Church in uh, Marietta, California. And so my friend, uh, Ray Jean Wilson, who's an amazing singer, one of the best singers you'll ever hear, period, Um. Pastor Ray Jean Wilson had his account verified because his other account had been hacked, so his account now is verified. What does that mean? That means it goes through a period of verification. Let me say it like this. It goes through testing. <laughs> there it is. What did we talk about last week? Examine yourself, testing. So when it goes through the testing, And when it goes through the testing, it's proven genuine. Then, therefore, ladies and gentlemen, it is verified. So is it it, where our faith is concerned. There are testing, not temptation. God doesn't tempt anyone, but he tests every one of his that belongs to him. Because we're wanting to make sure that that faith, watch this part, is verified. It's not faith in your faith. It's not faith in objects, it's faith in God. And for the only re- the only way we're going to get that proven is by you going through some things, not going through sickness and disease. That's not what I'm talking about. W- remember what happened with Joseph. Joseph shows us clearly. The Bible says the word of God tested him, but God did not send Potiphar's wife to tell him to sleep with him, right? One temptation, the temptation has to do with the flesh. The testing had to do with the heart. That's what God does. God tries and tests the heart. He does not tempt the flesh. Satan tempts the flesh. He baits the flesh. Do you understand that? So what we're saying is God verified Abraham's faith via testing, by a test. And guess what? He didn't even offer up Isaac. He didn't want. God is not pleased in human sacrifice. There are verses in the Bible that prohibit such things. You understand? And so... And at the same token, Abraham did it. The Bible says that he received Isaac back in a figure. It, it, it was done as far as Abraham was concerned. And this verified his faith. Why do I say this? The obedience of the faith. Faith is proven, it's verified. It gets that blue check mark. <laughs> it, the, 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 okay, here it is. The blue check mark to your and my faith, to your and my faith is obedience. So we can say faith. Let me say it like this. There are people that have, you know how it has the name, right? In, in, in the case of what I was bringing up, Raging Wilson, you can say somebody more famous that you, you might know, Justin Beaver or uh, Drake, uh, The Rock, right? I'm trying to think of famous people, right? So it, it says The Rock, right? And then it has the blue check mark by the name. Well, there are so many people who have faith they say they have faith but they don't have a blue check mark there it is they say they have faith but there's no blue check mark what is the blue check mark what what is the what verifies the faith the obedience let's wrap it up i'm not going i'm not trying to keep y'all super long i'm not trying to just give you a bunch of information and stuff you know we need to just hone in on a subject let's look at it together in the word and let's just be encouraged by it. All right, let's, let's start to wrap this up, man. I want to get better at, at letting you guys go at a reasonable time. All right. If I have a guest, then all bets are off. But if it's just me, there's no need for it to be super duper long. All right. Watch this. John chapter six and verse 28 through 29. The people came to Jesus cause they had gotten a meal. All right. He fed, he fed the 5,000 and they were wanting more food. And then they they find Jesus, they go back and forth, and then they ask him this in verse 28. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may work the works of God? Verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, this is, watch what they said. "What What can we do that we may work the works, plural, of God? Jesus responded in verse 29, this is the work, singular, of God. What is it that you believe in him whom he sent? To believe in him is to obey him. They're wanting to know how can we work the works of God? Once again, going back to this works mentality, uh, 613 law mentality, right? That we have to observe and keep. Jesus said, listen, this is the work, singular. Work, 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 all right? I'm not going to tell you where that's from. If you know where that's from, you know where that's from. But watch this, though, in in John 3, in verse 36. John 3, 36 says this. He who believes in the Son has everlasting life. I believe this is John the Baptist talking. And he who does not believe the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on them. Watch this in the New Living Translation. And anyone who believes in God's son has eternal life. Watch this part, New Living Translation. But anyone who doesn't obey the son will experience eternal, uh, will never experience eternal life, but remains under God's angry judgment. When he says he who does not obey the son will not see life, it means to... What he's saying is to disobey the son is to reject him. Disbelief is regarded in its active manifestation. Disobedience. Let me say it like this. Disobedience. Manifest in disbelief. Failure to obey is a lack of faith. That's all it is. It's a lack of faith. Disobedience is a manifestation. Is the manifestation of disbelief. And watch this, obedience parallels believing. We see it right here. Anyone who does not, anyone who believes has eternal life, but if you don't obey, you won't experience it. You see that? In no way, now when he says does not obey, we're not talking about, once again, meriting salvation by your effort or your work. What John the Baptist is saying is that the one who genuinely believes will genuinely obey. And of course, none of us, Here's here's my main issue. None of us, nobody can obey God perfectly. There's 613 laws and I I only know 10 of them by heart, right? There are another uh, 603 that I don't know by heart. I'm sure I've heard before, but I wouldn't know that that is even regarded as a law, right? What I'm saying is none of us can obey God perfectly, but the overall direction of our lives should be the obedience of Christ. What am I saying? Romans 5, 19, New Living Translation, last verse. Because one man disobeyed God, because one man disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one other person obeyed God, many will be made what? Righteous. That means we can expect God's favor to surround us as with the shield. If we obey that, if we Submit. What did did Paul say in Romans 10 in the beginning of the podcast? Submit to the righteousness of God. How do we submit? It's by hearing and submitting, giving in. Hear under. That's what obedience means, to hear under, to hear something and submit to it. What am I saying? In the Old Testament, you were, at, you were given access to the blessing by obeying all 613 laws and observing them carefully. In the New Testament, we receive the blessings of God by by believing in one man's obedience. The obedience of faith is faith in one man's. Obedience, and Ladies and gentlemen, his name is Jesus Christ. And when you and I believe in the son, we have present, present tense, eternal life, everlasting life. It is by believing in Jesus. We obey the gospel by believing it. Father God, thank you so much for everyone who's listened and been a part of this. Father, we make the commitment that we operate in the obedience to the faith, in the obedience of faith. We say that our faith and our faith is verified by our obedience. And we thank you, Father, for leading and guiding us into all the truth. And as we hear, we will hear under. We will hear and submit. In Jesus' name, amen. Submit to the fact that he made you righteous. Submit to the fact that he said by his stripes you are healed. Submit here under. Amen. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts of GTP. Uh, That helps it to go into more ears, and I just might read it here on the podcast. My name is Elijah Merle. Don't you ever forget this now. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Thank you for listening to the Greater Than Podcast. To find out more, visit our website at merleministries.com.